Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. returned we are back and with me today is the only man the only backpacker the only outdoorsman to potentially have his trip ruined by only small pieces of plastic no longer than a finger we're gonna dive into that later in the episode how you doing carl mandrioli what's up buddy not i'm not even sure what you're talking about to be honest i know i'm doing good though and i'm curious as to what that's all about we'll find out with me today is Derek Somerville, a man who thinks sheep get static cling when they rub against each other. They don't? <laughs> Bummer. Relating to some clothing talk later on. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, well, today is an exciting episode. It is brought to us by the one and only Summit Strength. Have you guys ever had... You know, have you ever just wanted to be accountable for for something? Have you ever like had a trip and you're like, I'm so sore, I'm so oh, just don't, I'm not in shape, I don't have it. Well, now you can customize your own program via the web. You can have a weekly coaching call, unlimited email support, a custom training plan, all based from Sydney, but over to you. This is becoming bigger and bigger, guys. Online training programs for only fifty dollars a week. That's Australian, probably a little bit cheaper i want to say yep i don't know you check your yeah check your ratings but exciting look into it summitstrength.com.au check it out okay time for some tidbits Tidbit our me. last episode was the olympic national park trip report and we got some feedback was it really a trip report mm. that was a question mm. that we had we did <laughs> and we reported what happened on the trip, some highlights and some things that we learned, but we didn't go turn by turn. Details about mileages, trailheads, elevation gain, all the stats. I didn't. I've heard some of those before, and not mm. my thing. I don't think it's your thing either. So if you if you're interested in all the details, and you might actually go to Olympic National Park and are interested in where we went and what that looks like. I'm hoping to get kind of a mini documentary out there on YouTube. Uh, mid-season I'll shoot for mid-season three and then that'll have everything that you are after basically so I don't know do you feel like we, we missed any key things that we should have said that listeners might have wanted to know about you know depending on the person I'm gonna say yes but I think in general um, I thought we covered all the big stuff and maybe some of the little stuff but there's always little things okay. that we you know did we talk about how the signage was kind of shoddy did we mention that the signs uh, on yeah, the trail were kind of yeah. worn down yeah so, yep. I mean, things like that. I mean, there's little things like that. But overall, I think we had all the big stuff. Okay. Yeah. okay. I hope. 
Um, they also want to know about the FKT. Like I barely, we just talked about how long it took us. They wanted, they're like, okay, what's going on? Who brought what? What was your food? This and that. Yeah. And I think the short answer for why I didn't go into more detail on that is I don't think Derek cared. (laughs) (laughs) FKT report trip. Mm, Not that. Yeah. You went fast. You hiked. It was good. You made it under time. That's all you... Yeah, that's all Derek really cared about. He he wasn't like, you know, so how hard was it? What were some challenges to overcome? He's just like, was I right my prediction? I wasn't. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I was <laughs> right about that. I I care about nothing else. No, no, I definitely <laughs> I want to know like you know I mean I care obviously if it was like the hardest thing you guys ever did and like what was it like for you. But if if you want to talk about it more, we can talk about it more. I have no problem doing that. We might maybe we'll talk about. It. I've got I think we've got an episode coming up this season which will relate. Okay and. And we'll, yeah, we'll bring that back. And um, we actually got a request to have uh, Rocky and Jared back on, which is cool. And last tidbit I had was, I think you mentioned in some Washington trivia about Microsoft being from Washington. And I had a different state down because I did a Google search. And New Mexico, I My search failed. Because I think, you, yeah, yeah, I think that's what, what it was. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. But it wasn't right. You were right on that one. So mm. I apologize. It happens every now and then that you're wrong and I'm right. So... <laughs> At least we lot. have a document. It is documented, that's true. so it's good. All right, that was it for tidbits. Verse of the episode, Matthew ten sixteen. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. So, Derek, is there ever a circumstance like that when we're out on the trail, when we're going out as sheep among wolves. Mm, on the trail. Not, not the literal not wolves. The literal yet, wolves. No. You know, um, yeah. thankfully, I don't, I don't view it as that intense, honestly. Um, I, I mean, you definitely come across the trail characters and the trail people, but for the most part, they're pretty nice people, and it's, you know, you're just getting to know them, and you're getting to hang out with them, and maybe not hang out, but have a little chat. We met a guy on the trail doing a little um, run on the trail. He was a nice guy. I mean... Am I worried there are wolves out there? I'm sure there are. Thankfully, we're in a big group, okay. so I don't have to worry about it too often. But uh, For you, it's rainbows and butterflies all the time. It's rainbows, butterflies, and doves. Okay. For you, maybe it's a horror story. I don't know. <laughs> Not for me, yeah. but we, are, we, we have a special guest on today, Mr. Dan Becker, who's going to share when he had a circumstance like this. That's kind of what made the, the verse relevant. And if you don't yeah. know Dan Becker, he's a YouTuber. That is, he's kind of like the cat videos for backpacking. He's kind of like blown up, super popular, mm. came mm. out of nowhere, came onto the scene last fall, and just, he is killing it on YouTube. He's got crushing a lot of- Crushing it. Crushing it, yeah. He's got a lot of- He's crushing it. Creative yeah. ideas. He comes across as very warm, friendly, nice guy. I mentioned him a couple episodes ago, and then I actually just reached out to him. I was like, hey, just, you know, we kind of, we, we, we name dropped you in the episode about one of your videos. And then he responded, mm. and we kind of went back and forth a little bit. As it turns out, it was kind of connected. And so I thought, you know what? we got to get him on the, on the uh, podcast. And I bet he's got some really good stuff to say, and he does. So I yeah. caught up with him last week, and mm. Derek, again, missed an interview. Yeah? I did, unfortunately. I was kind of looking forward to doing that, but I, I couldn't squeeze him in. Okay. And I, you did a great job, by the way. Um, I did hear the entire interview. It was fabulous. Oh, thanks. So... Uh, you know, I do have quite a few responses, okay. which I'll chime in at some I wanna, point. Yeah, but, I want to um, hear what your take is yeah, on the interview, and we'll get to that afterwards. But we're not going to probably have as many interviews season three, so each one's going to be more special, and we're going to really target people that we really want to have on. I'm really glad we had had yeah. uh, Mr. Becker on. 
and maybe you can make a few of these in the future. What do you think? I hope so. I do. I hope so. The few that I, the few, <laughs> okay. well, I've, I've made a few and they, they are fun when we do them, you know, but, um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. They're better. They're better with you, but, but Dan was a great guy to interview. So without yeah. further ado, Mr. Dan Becker. Hey Dan, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. It's a, it's our privilege for sure. So, um, we know you're an expert in a lot of things and one of our more popular topics is, is of course, lightening the backpack. So we're excited to hear some of your thoughts on that. But before we jump in, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself for those who are not familiar with you and kind of your backpacking career, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a career, but yeah, for sure. Um, I'm from Wisconsin. Um, you know, honestly, I'm just a regular dude that, loves to backpack, and I just happened to uh, carry a video camera with me, um, born and raised in Wisconsin, Yeah, married, three kids, um, I own a, a small business, a uh, big church guy. Um, nice. Yeah. So I've okay. been backpacking since about 2015 or so. Okay. So, yeah. but from what I'm understanding, I mean, it's, it's been, you know, whatever, four years, but you've done quite a bit in that time frame. Is that correct? Yeah, so um, I'm probably averaging about once a month. I'm allowed yeah. to go on a trip. <laughs> okay, when you say once a month, are you, yeah, like is that winter time too? Yeah, um, well, I would say in the winter time I'm doing. Mm, I, I'm not huge on winter backpacking. I'm okay. I'm like anything below twenty degrees, and uh, I'm like, yeah, this is this is not fun. But right. yeah, probably two times during the winter is when I'll go. And in Wisconsin, the winter's like six months long, right? Just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. For okay. sure. Um, all right, so you, you're kind of like a famous or semi-famous YouTuber, and you got your <laughs> channel, and I came across you a few months ago and have really dug a lot of the stuff you put out there. So it's, and it's kind of taken, I don't know, you can, yeah, you, you can kind of talk about how you started it and what's going on with that, but am I correct in saying it's, it's kind of taken off pretty fast here, hasn't it? Yeah, so uh, it's been really cool. Um, you know, I, I had watched a ton of backpacking channels for several years. Okay. And um, I, I just, you know, I, I wanted to do it. You know, I wanted to, I had learned so much in backpacking that I felt like I had all this useless knowledge in my head. Like, who wants to sit down and listen to me talk about backpacking? Like, right. who's going to do that? Oh, YouTube will. You know, right. so um, <laughs> I grabbed a video camera. I'm like, you know, let me let me set it on the desk. Uh, you know, let's think of a topic. And I thought of the one topic that I was frustrated that um, nobody had done a video on, which was um, being claustrophobic in a hammock. I couldn't find it. I had serious claustrophobia in a hammock. I didn't even know I was claustrophobic until I got in a hammock. And then, so what does that uh, look like? It, like you just freak out in the hammock, or no? Actually, <clears throat> it was like um, my first time setting up a hammock out. My one of my very first, I think it might have been the first backpacking trip I ever did in 2015. I, you know, took like an hour and a half to set up the hammock. Didn't know what I was doing. Right. Finally got it up. Got in it. It was like after like that moment where you're like half asleep, part awake, you know, and you're just kind of zoned, you know, in the yeah. And it, I just. I got anxiety. I felt like I was in a coffin, like a cocoon. I just, I, I got to get out of this right now. This is terrible. Yeah. I had like maybe like an hour of sleep that night. It rained. It was the worst night of my life, but I was determined to make it work. So yeah, I so just this, kept. This is like one yeah. of your early first trips you said? I think it, yeah, I, it might've been my very first trip okay. that I had ever taken backpacking. Yeah. So your, so your thought process was like, I'm about, I'm going to start backpacking. 
and forget the tent. I'm going straight hammock, like right away. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's funny you say that because I I knew backpacking was a thing, but I didn't I didn't understand like um, much beyond that. It was just so new to me. So, but a couple buddies of mine, we just decided we wanted to go, you know, spend a night out in the woods, and we were going to be like survivor man. You know, we're going to go out there knives, and right? Live off the land, you know, and that's how it started. So I went on YouTube. I'm like, oh, let's find out about this. Well. After researching backpacking, guys were sleeping in hammocks. And I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. I could be off the ground. Like, really? <laughs> so I did it. And uh, I, I went and bought this cheap Chinese hammock, um, stuck it up between a couple trees. I, I, had, I never even set it up until I got out there, which was like right. the biggest mistake ever. Rookie mistake, right? And yeah, now, but now though, you know, I've, I'm a tent guy too. So I'm like 50 50. I'm 50% hammock, 50% tenting, depending okay. on who I'm with. And I, you know, I give a lot of my gear to guys that come with me and that kind of thing. So nice. So yeah, I guess my stereotype of like the newbies, and I guess if I was to start right now, I would just be dabbling a little bit and I would be. I guess I assume that people are kind of bringing their, their Walmart fiberglass pole tents, but, um, I like that you just dove in and and you mentioned the whole like survivor man, like attitude. I think some people confuse that with backpacking. They think, okay, backpacking is not just, you know, point A to point B or whatever loop hike. It's, it's like, let's go survive. That is so true. I can't tell you how many times when people comment on videos, especially new people, they're just flabbergasted that I'm like saying, Hey man, don't worry about bringing the survivor kit. You know, you right. can leave your, your, your 12 knives at home, you know, um, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So, right. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The multi-tool, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's so funny. That's funny. We've, we've talked about doing like a survival style backpacking trip, but yeah. we haven't had the guts to pull it off yet. So <laughs> I would, we'll I would love to do it, man. I'd love to be like, I'd love to do like the bushcrafting. I got a buddy of mine who, who's a bushcrafter and okay. you know, I, I'm like, I'm, like, I think it'd be fun to, you know, he teaches me how to bug bushcraft, you know, I'll kind of give him some backpacking tips. So yeah, you'd have to bring, yeah. Like everybody have to bring their own skill. They could, you know, that they could have, but yeah. Um, anyway, okay. We're kind of <laughs> going down a rabbit hole here. So one of the videos that I, that I caught that you made that I liked, um, you entitled it lighten your backpack fast. And so I thought, you know, I gotta, I gotta pull some of this knowledge out on this podcast. And for those of you who haven't seen this video, um, I don't think we're gonna cover near everything that you mentioned. So it's definitely worth going back and checking out on YouTube. I'll actually link it onto our Facebook page and, um, in the podcast notes as well. So, so anyway, that's what we're basing it on. So what are, and from your experience and your wisdom, what are three ways we can all lighten our backpack fast? I, I guess I want to preface it. It's a great question. I would preface it by saying I, I know people love to buy gear. I'm a gear addict. And I think that people okay. buying new gear can be the expensive way to save weight. And I think that there's simple things that people can do to their backpacking system that can be free, right? That can just be weight adjustments, if right. you will. So that was the premise of the video. It was like, hey man, there's things you can do now. Like you don't need okay. to spend a thousand dollars on gear. You can drop a ton of weight out of your backpack, especially if you're a beginner backpacker. Because you tend to pack your fears when you are a new guy. You're right. like, hey, man, I don't. I might need this. Oh, I'm probably going to need this. I think I'm going to need that. And what if this happens? I'm going to have to take this too. And You pack your fears. I don't think I've heard that before. That's good. That's not me. I didn't make that up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I've heard it. I, I, I don't know where I got it, but I got yeah. it from somebody else. But it That's, is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So I okay. think people, people tend to do that. Um, 
yeah, I guess, man, if I had to pull out three ways, um, I would say one of the biggest ways too, is probably people, um, bring too much battery power. I think they mm. overestimate how much power. So they're like bringing, you know, triple A's and double A's and they've got three flashlights. And you know, I'm thinking of like the beginner backpacker, you know, the guy okay. who's trying to, you know, learn. I mean, if you've been backpacking a while, you probably got your system di- dialed in pretty well. Right. So, and I think, you know, people, these, these guys are maybe bringing these battery banks that weigh a ton. And I can remember, you know, the first couple of trips I did, man, I was bringing uh, backup batteries and I was afraid to lose power. And so what are you bringing the, ba- are you talking like headlamps and phones and stuff or what do you think? Yeah. So I, I, I love my gadgets. You know, I've got a, a Garmin in reach. Okay. I've got a family back home. My wife, tends to worry about me, you know, being out on trips and she right. wants to have communication and rightly so. So, um, and I, and I always want to be prepared. I want to be safe. So I've got one of those. And then, um, I always bring a battery bank. I'm, I'm a YouTuber. So I've got cameras that I bring. I'll usually, I bring a phone and then I bring a pretty hefty DSLR with me. Okay. Yeah. So those, that's pretty much what I own a headlamp. So, uh, with all that, you know, you, a lot of people would overpack their batteries it man what if my batteries die so i've kind of got it dialed down i i know what i need um but if like if i'm not a youtuber right i'm just the guy who's new and i want to get out and i want to start i would recommend all you probably really need is maybe especially if you're like a weekend backpacker you're going on yes. you know, friday to sunday man maybe like a a five thousand milliamp hour mm. battery i mean yeah the chances of you being on a phone is small <laughs> You know, you can just put your phone into low power mode. You can turn it off. You can put it into airplane. So there's a way to conserve the battery there. Headlamps are usually got lithium batteries on them now. They're the charges last forever. So there's ways to do that. So I think really people and people don't realize how heavy electronics and batteries are. You know, they take for granted that all those extra ounces that they're bringing. So I think that's right. So okay, so your first one sounds like is bring less battery power than you think you're going to need. Is, is that a good way of saying it? Well, I would just say don't overpack your battery fears. <laughs> fears, okay. Yeah, because no, a, like you know, a lot of guys will, you know, they're, you, you dig through their pack and they've got a Ziploc bag full of eight, you know, Duracells, you know, right. and you're like, what are you going to use? This? What do you, I mean, what's your deal, you know? So, yeah, I, I just think that's just a simple way to instantly save weight. Okay. So I think, yeah, no, I think that's a wise thought there. And just, just to kind of break down some of the things you said, a lot of the, yeah, the headlamps are kind of the rechargeable, but people I think are still bringing the, you know, the AAA battery ones. And, and honestly, unless you're doing an epic through hike, if you swap out the batteries before your trip, you know, it should, they should last more than a week. So you you really don't need any backups for those. So I would agree with you on that one. Absolutely. And when you say that battery bank, um, the one you were mentioning was like the 5,000, what, what is a mega amp hertz something? Yeah, the yeah, million amp hours. Yep. Anyway, those I believe should weigh under four ounces, if I'm correct. That's right. And so, yep. so those are kind of the yep. small ones, and those are the ones you can use to recharge your cell phone or anything that has a USB plug, and I agree. Unless you're doing some major filming, kind of like what you're doing, that is sufficient. So I, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um you know, even when I, even with my filming, um, I, I can get away with a 10,000 milliamp hour battery. I mean, really, mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm filming a lot. I'm filling up two, uh, you know, 64 gig SD cards when I film a lot of times. So you're filling up two of those. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I film a lot. <laughs> so that was uh, so, okay. So battery power, number one, and then number, what's your second one? So I would say pack up your backpack. Okay. Get it, get it ready to go. 
then reach in and grab all the clothes you put in there and take them out. Because <laughs> you know you did. Right? You brought two extra pairs of jeans. You know, you brought the sweater. <laughs> okay. You brought, you know, the 15 socks because they're going to get wet, you know? Right. And people will think this is disgusting, and that's fine because the backcountry can get disgusting. And you just got to deal with the fact that you're going to stink. But really, here's what I bring. I bring, like, maybe an extra pair of underwear. Okay. For sure, I'll bring maybe one. And I bring maybe three pairs of socks. And I like to overpack my socks because sleeping with a, if you're a sock sleeper at night, you know, an extra pair of clean socks at night is, is nice. And if they do get wet, you can swap them out, blisters, that kind of thing. I think your feet are important. But take it all out. So you're, wait, you're, you're saying three pairs of socks total, like one you're wearing, two in your backpack. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's, that's what I do. One I'm wearing, and usually I have two in my backpack, and, um, you know, I swap out my socks as often as I can because I think that kind of helps out with the the footwear and the the blisters and that kind of thing. So, okay. But people don't realize how heavy clothes are. I mean, really, have, and how many people really weigh their clothes? You know, have you? How often do you weigh your shirt? You know what I mean, or yeah. your jeans, or whatever you, these guys wear. Right. It, it it really adds a lot of weight. So I think instantly get that stuff out. Okay. You know, make it go away. Yeah, and honestly, for me, what I've learned and just with bringing some newbies along. I think the number one heaviest clothing item that I see people bring is actually not jeans. I've actually seen people dial those back. It's more the the hoodie, like that thick, yeah. the thick <laughs> cotton hoodie. And it's a it's a, uh, a it takes up all that extra space in your pack. Right. I mean, those things don't fold up. I mean, they're you know they're they're not compressible. No, they're yeah, they're monsters. Yeah. So for sure. Okay. So um, so take. We got. I mean, you gotta have more than just underwear and socks, though, right? Aren't, <laughs> I know. aren't you packing I mean, like a jacket? Yeah, or? yeah. I mean, I pack a jacket. Okay. But I, I mean, I don't consider that like the clothing I would wear. That's a jacket okay. would be like a necessary thing. So, yeah, you're right. I do like so in the in the fall in the in the you know the cooler spring fall, I'll usually take like a quarter zip fleece, um, and then I bring a, a okay. lightweight puffy jacket. Okay. And that's pretty much it. Cause you know, I'm hiking, I'm getting sweaty. Oh, and I got a hard shell, you know, my rain jacket. Yep. Okay. And I, and I'm a pretty warm sleeper. So I find personally that's sufficient for me. You know, everybody's going to be different. Some people are going to probably listen to this and be like, dude, you're an idiot. There's no way <laughs> like I'm bringing the hoodie, you know, right. and that's fine. You know, you know, hike your own hike, but I just think that that's uh, a way to, you know, instantly get rid of some stuff that you're probably not going to need. No, that's that's a good one for sure too. Okay, so uh, battery power. And we got clothes and uh, your number three tip. What you got? I'd probably go between two. One would be leave the survival kit at home. <laughs> I, I really don't think people need the whole big survival kit. Um, for me, okay. <laughs> I get away with a pocket knife. You know, um, you know that that's pretty much all I bring. I, I've never had the need for anything okay. else, and other than maybe if I've got like a knot in a rope, which I'm pretty much knotless at this point too i've my my setup doesn't require me to tie anything so that's good you're knotless so are you totally knotless totally totally knotless that sounds anti uh boy scout but that's okay Uh, (laughs) (laughs) what yeah so okay are you do you okay this you're you're catching me off guard with this one are you so how are you are do you hang food for bears or critters or are you are do you have like um van slip-ons for shoes or what you, what you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, no, I tie, I tie my shoes. Okay, okay. Yeah. But so I'm in the Midwest and, um, I, this may surprise some people, but I have never been in a situation where I've had to do like the PCT hang or, okay. you know, throw a bear line over a tree ever. 
Um, I've been in the Smokies where they've got, you know, um, lines to hang food already ready for you. Um, I've hiked in, you know, plenty of places where there are bears, but um, they've required either a bear can or, you know, when you get to camp, there's like a storage locker. And here in Wisconsin, man, there's really not hardly any bear at all. Um, anywhere within like a six mile radius from me, there's really not a ton of bears. So, okay. Um, the places I'm hiking, um, I've, I've hiked in Colorado and that, that's like bear can, you know, that's, that's not like mm. you're not really hanging any food. So I don't have the need necessarily to, that doesn't say I don't bring it. I do bring it. I definitely bring a line because okay. the off chance that I don't make it to camp for right. instance, and there's not a place to hang my food. So I will do that, but I've, I've never been in a situation where I had to hang my food ever. Interesting. Yep. I feel like that's like a challenge now. Like we got to figure out a way to get a yeah. knot list. <laughs> yeah. Knot list. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, yeah. You got me thinking. Okay. So I cut you off. Sorry. You were talking about the, um, <laughs> the survival kit you don't need. Yeah. I don't think you need okay. it. No. So that's your number no three. Uh, yeah. So how big is the knife that you bring and like approximately how much is away? How much are we talking about? Okay. So I usually bring with me a uh, a Benchmade mini griptilian knife with me. Okay. And I want to say that weighs like maybe two ounces, okay. two and so a half. A lighter one, yeah. Yeah. And then if, you know, sometimes if I don't want to, because that's kind of an expensive knife. If, if I, if I'm feeling like eh, I'm probably going to lose it because I tend to lose things, I'll bring <laughs> my Swiss army classic SD, which is just a tiny little, multi-tool i mean it's 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 really a it weighs less than an ounce it's got like a scissors on there a tiny little knife it's got a little nail file on it uh tweezers and a toothpick have you used the scissors on that before on a trip never out in the field i don't think unless i was like clipping my nails or something gotcha yeah so and one thing we did yeah i'm with you on the like super lightweight knife and then this year we actually i actually added knife to the group gear so i just said you know what let's just have two guys bring knives we don't need to have you know seven knives out there right (laughs) like we're not gonna have a whittling competition so yeah right um for, for larger groups or you know groups of i would say four or more i don't think everybody needs to bring a knife right uh i don't know yeah how often people are going in that size of group but it's funny that you mentioned that you lose things a lot because I think if, if I'm remembering correctly, this next question I have for you involves something that you might've lost on the trail. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I think it was a video that I saw, I forget which one that inspired me to buy the Z pack aqua clip. Cause you, cause you're pro aqua clip. <laughs> yeah. Am I correct on that? Oh, I love okay. it. I love you that. You love the aqua clip. Yeah. Okay. So, and I actually, I do. Before I'd, I think, even gotten in the mail and before I'd used it, I went on this podcast and was talking to my co-host, Derek, about, like, how awesome this idea was and, like, how this is going to solve all, all sorts of problems. And so, and he was just making fun of me. I got the AquaClip, and I'll share my experiences with the AquaClip after you, after you explain why this is so amazing. <laughs> so, what's so good about the AquaClip? Okay. So... <laughs> I think you're referencing uh, the video I did. I went to, I believe it was Indiana. I forget where I was at. Maybe Hoosier National Forest. Okay. And I I had um, used the AquaClip, and it got, where was that? Anyway, I think I I borrowed it to a friend, and I never saw it again. So it wasn't like I dropped it in the woods and it was gone. Right. But I love that thing because it's, the easiest access for me to water in such a quick way. So it literally is just, if people don't know what it is, if they're like trying to picture what the, the aqua clip is, it's right. just a small little clip that clips around the top 
of the bottle. It kind of angles out like on a handle and then you can attach it to your sternum strap. You just slip it in your sternum strap, you pull it out, you drink, you slip it back in. For me, it doesn't really bother me. It kind of bounces a little bit. It's not that big a deal. Right. Um, you know, I've tripped, I've fallen, you know, hiking. It's never come off. Um, and uh, it's just easy, fast. The only negative that I see is like when I take it off, or if I take off my pack, I have to take the water bottle off too, which isn't that big a okay. deal. But. Right. So it's funny because I'd never heard of it or seen it until I think I saw your video. And then I was, after I kind of recorded that podcast, I went on a trail run and I ran into some backpackers who were training and sure enough like one of the guys had the aqua clip and i was like oh the aqua clip i'm gonna get one of those and he said okay i like it but before you get one you're probably gonna want to order two or three because these break really easily (laughs) i've never had one break wow yeah okay well that's what he said and i was like i was like well i already ordered it so too bad so (laughs) um but i was like good to know and, uh, but he liked it. He was, he was cool with it. And he was using the same smart water bottle that I was planning to use. So it looked like his setup was good. And if you use the appropriate size, I don't think they bounce yeah. like terribly, especially if you're, you know, unless yeah, you're sure. running, but yeah. So, so anyway, so I brought it, I was planning to use it on this like kind of hike run that we were doing, uh, our fastest no time attempt in earlier July. But I just, I just decided it was going to be kind of too bouncy with the running. So I was like, I'll save it for a backpacking trip in Washington. So we went to Olympic national park. I brought the aqua clip to kind of show off to Derek, like, Hey, check this out. My, you know, my, uh, my bite valve is no longer like magnetically resting in the dirt when I set my pack down, like it always seems to. Yeah. Right. And so, um, but honestly I had such a hard time with it. I guess I should have taken it off before I put it down, but I felt like every time I put my backpack on, like my water bottle was getting tangled with the strap. And then it was like, I don't know, squirting water out if I didn't have a cap on just right. And it was just kind of a disaster. And then at one point I couldn't even take it off of the clip. Like the whole clip came off of the Velcro strapping in order to get it off. And I probably could have readjusted it, but at that point I was so frustrated. I was like, I'll just take it off this way. Were you taking the, were you, were you removing the clip from the bottle every time you drank? Is that what you were doing? Yeah. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? No. Okay. Well, that's how I started. <laughs> it didn't come with an instruction. Instruction manual. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, maybe you maybe you can, but I don't. I literally just the the hand the clip all is always on the bottle. So it okay. literally. So I just you slid it out. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And that's what I started doing. But when I talked to that guy that I ran into, the impression he gave me was he was taking it off every time, which is why he broke it. Oh yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. so so I so I started doing it the way you did it, and then it was. I guess it was less annoying at that point, but I felt like I wasn't doing it right. And so I was like, I guess I'll just do it my own way. But I guess really I was doing it the right way. Oh, that's so funny. But but it was like two bucks, right? It was so cheap. Those things are so cheap. Maybe when you bought it. Yeah, mine was five plus shipping. Oh, so, man. Yeah. You got hosed. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, yeah, I was I was looking for our faster time. I was looking at any way to save a little bit of weight. And so I kind of yeah, yeah. splurged, I guess. But anyway, okay. So it sounds like I figured out how to do it right. but And I should have taken the water bottle off. I don't know if I like that taking the water bottle off every time you put your pack down. Well, no, no, you, you, it'll stay the the aqua clip will stay on your uh, water bottle. But if you're going to detach the sternum tra- strap, right? There's no place for it to hang at that point. So you have to. You're, you're going to. Oh, you separate. put it on your sternum strap. Okay, I put it just on my. It was just attached to my shoulder strap, I guess. Oh yeah, no, I just put it right on my sternum strap. Okay. Yep, and then it just slips on, slips off. I mean, it's like 
it's like it's is to me it's as easy as grabbing a cup in my car in the cup holder and taking a drink out of it and putting it back. Gotcha. So here's my question then is because because I'm also a runner and so I see all these running packs, these like running vests where they have these built-in like super stretchy pockets onto the shoulder straps where people are just they have these mini water bottles right there and I think why don't they just put those in backpacks? Like that would just then you don't need the ex- accessories. That's funny you say that. I have recently seen a backpack that's got those. It's by um, uh, Light AF. Okay. I don't know if you know who they are. Small company, just started, less than a year old. They make really lightweight backpacks, kind of an okay. up-and-coming company. But they, they do that. They've got those elastic water bottle pouches right on each shoulder strap like you're talking about. So I just suggested an invention that's already in existence. Okay, good to know. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll, I'll have to look we'll that That's good. Okay, I think I think you defended the aqua clip and pointed out my own errors in my own ways, which is fine. Sorry. Not the first time. Sorry, I've <laughs> Not the first time I've misused gear for sure. <laughs> okay. So we always like to wrap our interviews up with a question and we have had awesome answers for this question because people for whatever reason just have interesting experiences out on the trail. So um what's the craziest or strangest thing you've encountered on the trail in your in your time out there? Man, I've had some crazy stuff happen. <laughs> okay. Um I, I think probably top of mind. Man, it was like a it was kind of scary actually. Um, it was a couple of years ago. I was hiking in the Kettle Moraine in Wisconsin along the Ice Age Trail. Okay, uh, doing a weekend trip with a buddy. It was a winter trip actually, if I recall. Anyway, and <clears throat> we it was like it was after dark. We got to one of the shelters, and we were just about asleep. And you know, you have to reserve the shelters there. Like you, you have to have permits for the shelters. So like okay. you can't just, you can't just go. And if people, it's kind of like courtesy, like if you've got a shelter, if you know, if, if it's, if there's, if somebody's already reserved it, you can't go. So, okay. um, anyway, it's like, and this, guy, and this guy just comes up and he's wearing a kilt, <laughs> you know, he's, he's wearing, you know, he's, he, he looks like the backpacker, like the, 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 the stereotypical backpacker, like the hippie style, you know, yeah, and he definitely was because <clears throat> he starts asking me like, "Hey, man, are you a? What do you do for?" A li-? He was really adamant about finding out what I did for a living because he had kind of woken us up and we were taken off guard and we were just we didn't want to be rude. We're like, "Yeah, I guess you can stay here." You right. Know? And and uh, he he was asking me he wanted to find out if I was a police officer because he wanted to go get high. <laughs> and <clears throat> and I you know I'm like, "Hey, man, you do what you got to do, man. Just you know." So he walks off and apparently he was getting high or whatever. But then it just got really, really weird. And, uh, uh, he left the next morning really early. Turns out he was trying to get to the next shelter before us because he knew that we had reserved it, but he was going to kind of squat there, you know, just kind of get there ahead of us so he could, you know, make it sound like he, well, man, I had no idea. So he gets there, we get there and he was just high as a kite, man. He was so off his rocker that I had, um, had a little tiny thing of pepper spray with me Okay. and he was getting belligerent. And I was, I was, I'm like, what am I going to do? There's, we're in the middle of the woods right. and this guy's high. He's getting belligerent. I'm like, you know, I'm ready to, you know, spray this guy with pepper spray. Well, thankfully that didn't happen. Okay. He, he ran off and yeah, that was probably the weirdest thing that ever happened. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to defend my life. Yeah. So it sounds like that it could have been, you almost had like a backpacking race to a shelter. Yeah. And then, totally. A fight to the death, possibly with pepper spray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's pretty much it. Here's my yeah. thought process with the pepper spray: is that yeah, if he's getting belligerent, you had to obviously defend yourself. You 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 know, unleash the pepper spray, whatever. If that if it came to that, 
But then wouldn't you be like having to like keep watch at night in case he came back for revenge? What we did, that was the, that was a weird thing. We were, we were, you know, the rest of the night we were like, Oh my goodness, what if this guy, what if he comes back? So, you know, you're like waking up every hour, you know, sleep with one eye open, wondering if this guy's going to come back. And I did try to call the Rangers office, you know, just kind of let them know, Hey, there's this guy, a little worried about the situation, you know, thinking, man, should we stay here? Should we not stay here? We ended up staying, you know, we, he never came back, but uh, you know, there were, there were no Rangers, you know, the, the Rangers office was closed. You, you like leave a voicemail, you know? Right, right, right. So we, we were lucky enough to even have a cell phone signal, you know, where we were at. So. Um, okay. Yeah. That, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's uh, disconcerting for sure. It's, you know, I would say like 99.9% of the time when you're out there, you meet the nicest, safest oh, yeah. people. Totally. It happens. Like you, you can have obviously some, some crazy folks out there and okay. So if you, here's a question for you. So if you didn't have your pepper spray, but let's say you were in grizzly territory and you had bear spray and the guy got increasingly belligerent, would you have unleashed the bear spray on him? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. 100%, man. If, so, if my life is in danger, I will unleash bear spray upon you. <laughs> was there, okay, going down that same road, was there a little part of you that wishes that you had the survival kit with the bigger knife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah right exactly the the rambo knife yeah that would have been right awesome. okay I pulled it out yeah for sure gosh well i'm glad you're safe and i'm glad that i haven't had that experience <laughs> oh, um we've met some some interesting folks out there but that yeah that's crazy for sure thanks for sharing that that's that's awesome yeah i think you have have given us a lot to think about and certainly things that derek would love to respond to so he'll he'll weigh in on on what we've shared here and if you would like more tips to lighten your backpack fast in a very inexpensive manner, I didn't say that at the beginning, but you, you mentioned that, then, uh, yeah, check out the video that I've got on Facebook and then in the, in the show notes. So, Dan, really appreciate you coming on, man. This is awesome. You got it, man. It was a blast. Thanks for having me. So, ways to lighten your load. Mm. What, what takeaways do you have from that? Is anything that came to mind? What, what do you have? Well, there's a lot of responses I have. The first thing before I dive in is is I appreciated that he said he was a gadget guy. I, I love gadgets, mm. um, and he said you know like early on we all make that mistake. We all he said he brought a lot of extra stuff his first trip, and he had too many things like extra battery packs and all this. You know when he was talking about all these extra clothes and all this other stuff. I think hopefully right. most of us. I would assume can relate with that. Um, I'm definitely one of those people that can relate with that. But my favorite thing that he said was that he brought extra socks. And I just, you know, I was like, this guy's like my brother. Like, he's, <laughs> he's bringing extra socks. I'm bringing extra socks. We care about our feet. We're happy people. Okay. So I, I thought that was hilarious. Is it fair to say then, Derek, that to win your affections, you just have to pack extra socks? I mean, it's that easy, really. I mean, okay. you know, he did say... Put, put, once you get all your extra clothes in your bag, then just take them out. But then I'm like, well, dude, you're leaving extra socks in there. But I get it because <laughs> it's a big deal. So there he you was go. talking about the the excess for sure. Yeah. So we'll break it down. We'll go. We'll go. I, kind of tip by tip because I do have a response to some of these. Um, but that was interesting. That that was your first takeaway. Um, what, what other t- what other things kind of stood out to you? Uh, you know, I you know I think I resonated with him too when he was talking about the uh the swiss multi-tool because i brought one of those miniature small ones with this yeah the mini ones yeah, yeah the fine. scissors and i have used this i actually used the scissors this year i was showing i think i was showing uh 
Was I showing Jared? I think, you know, how I, like, cut... Knowlton did it a long time ago where, like, you get your freeze-dried meal, you have it, but then, like, when you stick the spoon in to eat it, you have to stick your hand so far in there, you get all this food all over your hand. So he would cut... Right. Uh, his his bag in half, and so I started doing that with like the knife, and then I did it with the scissors, and I've shown Jared about doing that. But wait, 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 wait a second there. So you use the mini scissors on a mini multi tool to cut the bag in half. I've used the scissors <laughs> once, <laughs> that and then like half an hour. Right, right, right. <laughs> Those things so, are so small. <laughs> right, so I used the scissors, and then I was like, "Why am I using the scissors?" And then it's got the blade <laughs> out, and I was like, "Whoop!" And like you know, one thing, but right, exactly. But now I know I can use both. So there I you want go. to see a picture of you <laughs> using the mini scissors doing that. Yeah, That's exactly. hilarious. So, um, yeah, I, I think there was a lot of little good tidbits he put in there. I, I was appreciative that he brought the Garmin phone. I know, like he said, his wife worries as his mine. And, you know, it's good to have like a safety, I guess kind of like a, a safety net, you know, like um, to have in, in case yeah. there's an emergency. So I thought that was a great thing. And that is a little bit of weight. That phone is not the lightest phone. Um, but well, some of the newer ones are lighter weight though. They're like five ounces or less. I'm sure they are. Yeah. And I, yeah, you know, but once you get one, you're like, do I really want to go spend another couple hundred bucks on or, or less or whatever, depending on the phone yeah. you get. Um, but I like that. It's should, a good- you know what? That's going to come up this season. I think we should talk about those cause those are, that's a, that's a whole bag of worms right there. The, the sad phone thing. Can of worms. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, bag worms is a whole different yeah, okay. <laughs> um, we can we can talk about idioms later if you want. Like, you know, <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's recap this. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I think you know, I think one final really good takeaway I took from his whole speech was, you know, he packaged that whole thing about when you have a new backpacker and they just pack way too much stuff. Like I did my first trip, you know, multiple shoes, multiple clothes, jeans. Things like that were just unnecessary. He's like, you're packing your fears, he said. Um, And I thought that was really a great way to say it because you do. You're packing all the things. You're just like, well, what if this happened? What if this happened? It's like you're packing all these what ifs that may or may not happen, probably won't. And as a result of that, you're doing more harm than good because you have such a heavy pack, you're causing your own body to just wear out faster. And it becomes more of a danger on the trip. So. Such a great way to package it, pack you know, packing your fears. I thought that was I know, great. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. That's good. But um, all right, let's break it, let's break down what he said. Let's go item by item. I had some responses. So yeah, he you already mentioned the clothing and yeah. packing excess clothing. So we talked about that. I've got a tip that can take it to the next level. Ooh. This will not save you a ton of weight, but it might save you some comfort. It'll save you like an ounce. Okay, for some of you. Okay, so. People that buy those like athletic shorts, specifically hiking shorts or running shorts, they have mm. those liners inside. And if you're wearing mm. underwear and the liner, that is overkill. Some people mm. just go without the underwear and wear the liner. And for me, that's like chafage central. Um, my wife told me that women <laughs> actually do that. But that's a whole other, other story. So if, but if you're doing both, again, overkill. So I would cut out the interior liner of those shorts Hmm. And that'll that'll kind of free up your legs a little bit, and it will save you eh, like an ounce or so. Are you are you the kind of guy that has like the nineteen eighty five swimsuit with like the mesh lining in there still? Do you still do that or not? Um, I... did you graduate? <laughs> do you they cut that out? Those. They still make. They those. do. They're but the ones that I'm talking about are, are are kind of like stretchy nylon on the interior, and so oh, all I'm of sure my running shorts yeah. have those, or they start with those. 
I just figured since you do that, you still do the swim trunk thing, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you've graduated to big boy pants and uh, you're good to go. You know? <laughs> big boy pants for the pool. Nice. Big boy, big boy <laughs> trunks. Big boy trunks. <laughs> okay. And then he mentioned the, the batteries thing with all the gadgets. Do you think, are people bringing a lot of extra batteries? Is that, is that a common problem? What do you think? I'm going to say no, but yes. And what I mean by that is like, <laughs> it's like if you're a person who's just like super outdoorsy and you don't even care about that you're like let me get away from technology because i'm sure there's a lot of backpackers that are like that then i would say probably not but if you're like us right. and you like to document either film or pictures of like hey this is where i was and it was gorgeous and i want to remember it then yeah i found myself even this year bringing more battery supply because i'm like i don't right. want to run out because that's the trade-off like you know i would hate to like see something great and then have no battery to take a picture of it so and i think that since a lot of uh headlamps still take those triple a's i think that's going to be the biggest offender of people bringing extra triple triple a's as backups and oh, so i think yeah. that's you don't that's a that. big one the other one mm-hmm. is overkill with the solar panels we didn't mention that mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, he talked about mm-hmm. having that kind of small rechargeable like four ounce ish battery pack which is small yeah. so it's way more compact than solar panels it's lighter weight than the solar panels. I like people went the way of solar panels, and I think that they. I think that's overkill. Yeah, it was funny because one of our guys brought a solar panel. I won't say who, but um, you know they were walking on it. They're like, "Yeah, I can you know charge my phone and this and that." I was like, "How?" I was like, "You know, you gotta like have direct sunlight for like, you know, eight to ten hours or whatever with that one." But I'm thinking like we're walking in these like ginormous forests with like tons of shade and trees. I'm like, I don't know if that's really gonna do it for you. So right. You know, yeah, yeah, you got to know your terrain. Are, are you in the forest? Are you above tree line? You know, yeah, for sure. That's a good. That's a, actually a really good point. Oh, and his last one was survival kits. Mm, he said, yeah. "Don't bring the survival kit." And I thought to myself, right. my first thought was like, "Yeah, like the multi tool is over." We've talked about that before, right? But then right, I thought, overkill. but what's a sur- what's a survival kit? Because I've never brought something that's specifically that- a survival kit. I mean, doesn't that depend on the person though? Like, can't you create? Your, you can, I'm sure there's like basic ones you can buy, right? But aren't there like yeah, create, people like want to create or add to or whatever. It just depends how paranoid you are, really. Oh yeah, you can you can go nuts with it for sure. So yeah, do you know what some common items you might find in a survival kit would be? Band aids, tweezers, hopefully. First aid kit. First aid are kit. You confusing yeah. the two. Well, I mean, you know, it's part, I would imagine that's part of part of your survival like, kit, right? Extra first aid stuff. Yeah, for sure, you could add that. You could have like a million things in there. That's the that's the thing. I mean, you could do extra shovel for poop, extra right uh, rope for whatever. Extra everything. Extra everything. So the common things that I found were like having a survival mirror where you can mm, signal yeah. somebody if you're lost and kind of you know try to capture the sunlight. Like a flare maybe, something like that? <laughs> you could go to, to that level for sure. <laughs> you have extra fire starter stuff, like you know, kind of the stuff that you use but have extra of that and then extra matches, a whistle, having a razor, a pen, and of course yeah. the multi-tool. These are common things. And so when he says... What about like that dried food, like that, you know, packaged, uh, sealed... Yeah, like kind of emergency... What do they call it? MSG? Yeah, emergency rations. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so when he says leave that at home, I think probably pretty good. A couple things, we should maybe talk about this later, but a couple things that I would bring, and we haven't made a big deal about this, is the whistle. If there's any chance of getting separated, you know, or, or somebody getting lost, blowing mm. a whistle obviously takes a lot less energy right. than yelling. You're not going to lose your voice blowing a whistle. Yeah. And then I actually require everybody to bring their own set of matches just for... You know, who knows? The matches aren't working or somebody, you know, one person forgets we're going to have ample matches. 
right. don't think anybody else does except for you and me, but I have that on the list. <laughs> I was going to say, you should check one year. You should just check one year and see if people actually do it. You can, like, yeah. So you can go nuts with it. And so, yeah, I, I would agree with him on the most part. But there's a couple of things we should probably talk about later. So those are the three things that he talked about. He Then he shared his story. Yeah. That related to the Bible verse, but the crazy guy mm-hmm. on the trail. That was nuts. What did you think of that? Uh, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I, if you got some crazy high drunk slash whatever guy out there, um, and you're concerned for your safety, I think you really just got to discern where that line is. But let's say he like beats him up and then kicks him out. It's like then you yeah you got to stay up all night anyway, and you got to like worry because you're in the middle of nowhere. So it's like do you just like hunker right. down and like barricade the doors and like what do you do? Um, that would be really accurate. The guy never made a move towards towards Dan, so he's not going to beat him beat him up, though, right? Thankfully, thankfully. Okay. No, but if he did, I'm saying like he didn't he didn't beat him up, and he still had to worry through the night, right. or I would have anyway. And if he did beat him up, then he kicks him out. I'd still worry through the night anyway, because you're, if you're staying there, it's like you don't know what the guy's going to do or come back, or maybe he's going to get angry and do something else. Yeah, for sure. There's you can either like we talked about in the, in the interview, you can have somebody kind of take turns at a watch or you could just yeah. kind of invest the time up front and just build booby traps. You could booby trap it um, like Goonies. Right. Um, you know, I think that's one reason why I wouldn't lean away from backpacking alone or just like maybe with maybe with one other person. I think it's it's kind of right. nice having a big group of dudes and then you, don't, you don't even have to worry about that stuff. For sure. So I, I appreciate his story and I don't want to encounter that, but it, the way that he responded was probably pretty similar to how, how we would have responded, I think. So just kind of, he was ready... Yeah. Didn't pull the trigger on the pepper spray, but he was ready. So, um, yeah, sounds like a wise man for sure. Yeah. So we ended up talking for a while after the interview. He's just a super fun guy, and with his popularity on YouTube, he gets invites to go on trips. I think he said almost daily. Wow. And yeah, so people just want to, you know, he just comes across really warm and, and nice and friendly, and so people want to go backpacking with him, which is awesome. So as a result, I did not invite him on a backpacking trip because. I didn't want to be just another one of those guys on the list that wants to go backpacking with him. But then I thought, you know what? No, we we got it. We got to add ourselves to his long list of potentials. Mm. Dan, if you're listening, if you want to go backpacking with me or Derek or both of us, this is the official invite. Let's knock one of those bucket list items off and let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> for for him or us? Is that <laughs> for him? That's He's, awesome. I know Glacier's on his list, and you know I'm going there for the second time later this month, so. I don't yeah. think that makes me an expert, but my my I'm imagining his response to this, like you know, in Raiders of the Lost Ark when they put the Ark in that, like you know, storage area with a million different other things that are there. Oh, he's filing this invite right, away right, with right. a million other files, and it's getting lost, and he's going to forget yeah. about it right, right away. So, I mean, it's got to be on his bucket list to hike with you. I mean, you're like a legend of the trail, right? I mean, I don't think I'm on anybody's bucket list. Wow, I, you sell yourself short, my friend. But you're probably right, but still, you shouldn't sell yourself right. Anyway, before we move on in the episode, there's one more thing we need to discuss. We need to address it, and you know what I'm talking about. It's the aqua Yes. Okay. I was glad. I was glad that you had a discussion about it. I wasn't surprised when you said, you know, when he said that you were just doing it wrong and all it takes is a little, you know, this little piece of plastic just seemed to unravel you because it was so frustrating. Like, I watched you, like, mess with this thing. And then he's saying, like, yeah, just take right. the whole piece of plastic in and out. Like, you don't have to detach the bottle every time. No, I did, though. Well, eventually. 
I you did. saw me do that. But you kept, you yeah. know, it was like falling out. He's telling you where he puts it, and you put it in the shoulder strap, and it became this like nuisance for right. you. But you know, I think would you, are right. you going to bring it next year? Is my question. No, 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 no. I still hate it. I, th- I still think it's okay. terrible because he was willing to put up with taking his water bottle off every time he put his pack down. So I'm not, that just seems like a hassle. And when I, you know, when you go backpacking with Derek, you're putting your pack down a lot. Let's be honest here. <laughs> oh, so, wow. <laughs> wow. That was harsh. That was harsh. <laughs> so, Woo! So, <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. There we go. Oh, oh man. man. So anyway, I no, but seriously, I, do, I don't want to take my water bottle out every single time. And if I'm leaning over, I'm, I'm picking something up, you know, mm. I'm picking up all the trash you're dropping on the trail, like oh my gosh. It's, it might fall out. Right. It, it was very loose, loosely attached to my shoulder strap. I still think that you got to go with the backpack, like we talked about, that has a spot for it where you can kind of have like a mess, a mesh or some sort of pocket with a zip tie on it. What have you secured it better, though? Is there a way to better secure that thing or not really? I'm sure his way works for him. My way was a fail. Okay, that's not a surprise. Um, yeah, but I don't know why you're trying to defend the Aqua Clip now because you were against the Aqua Clip the first time. I'm not defending it. I just thought it was. I, I just thought it was funny that you, you know, it, it was just really classic when you were like, you know, this is how I did it. Isn't that how you do it? And he's like, uh, <laughs> no. He's like, you were just completely right. wrong. It was just funny. But it is it, it is an awkward piece of equipment to me. I I had no desire to even try it. So I would. Yeah, I'm going to chalk this up under works for some people, but not for everybody. So if you can get it to work for you, awesome. uh, Definitely. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
We got some trivia, buddy. Are you ready? You're in charge. Did you do it? I got three. Yeah, I got it right here. I got three magical questions for you. Random, magical. fun, and serious. Okay, so here Does we go. Does it relate to anything from the interview or from our topic? I think so. Definitely. Okay. It, it, relates nice. our, it relates to our trip. It relates to um, gear. It relates to... You, you'll get a kick out of it. Question number one, Carl. You have four items that you're forced to bring on a trip. Hmm. Um, oh wait, let me see. Four. <laughs> I can't read my own writing. Oh, okay. Let me let me redo that. Let me redo that. <laughs> let me redo that. Of course I'm ready. Okay, of course I'm ready. Uh, four. You. Okay. So question one. You had. There's four items that go on a backpacking trip in front of you. These are all ridiculous items. Okay. All four. And I'm forced to bring. But you're you're forced to bring one of these items. Which item? Are you going to bring? Okay. okay. Not the aqua clip. So there's really no right or wrong. It's just kind of let's see what you would do. Uh, number one, a Nalgene bottle. Okay. Number two, the aqua clip. Number three, a full size multi tool. Uh, number four, a footprint. Which one do you bring? So you're basically targeting for items that I hate and trying to see which one. Like the lesser of the. Yeah, like the lesser of four evils, basically. Which one do I hate the least, I think is what you're asking. Kind of. I mean, the Aquaclip's the lightest weight one, but I just bashed the Aquaclip, so I don't. I feel like I can't I knew that too. say that one now. What would I Yeah, make the biggest use out of? So there's a case to bring a Nalgene bottle if it's in the wintertime, and you want to heat up some water and mm-hmm. just kind of stick it in your sleeping bag to kind of keep yourself warm. Yeah. So on a winter trip, I would be willing to True. bring a Nalgene bottle. What about a summer trip? Um, footprint, huh? Yeah, you could bring the footprint and ditch the tent and try to make it like a tarp where it's kind of a lightweight shelter. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Number two. That was it. That, that, that was your only feedback. That, that, that's like an opinion that's question, not a trivia question. I, that's what I'm saying. I just want to know what you would do. There's nothing right. crazy about it. These are this is ridiculous questions, and there's fun ones, too. Gotcha. And there's a serious one. Okay. okay. Question number two. Bigfoot, a unicorn... And Chupacabra are all, you walk around a bend and you see all three of them just standing or whatever right there. All of them. Like in plain sight. Okay. You have a camera, but you only have time for one quick picture before they scatter away. Who do you take a picture of? I'm imagining you listening to the interview that I had with Mr. Becker and you're like, this is really informative and helpful for our listeners. How Mm. can I take this episode off the rails? Trivia, trivia. <laughs> this is what Carl does, guys. He doesn't like the word fun. He likes to bash. When he doesn't know what to do, he bashes. He's a basher when he's lost, you know? When he's aimless, when he's floundering, floundering. he just, bashes and he thrashes. This is so unrelated to everything. Who do you take a picture of? Oh, my goodness. We were just... We were just on a. I just did a gear question. We just now we're doing a fun question. Okay, I'm just embarrassed for you, but I will go, of course, with the Sasquatch, and I will share that a conversation that Derek and I had while we were out on the trail it was, "What if I legit saw a Sasquatch? Like clear as day, I saw one, but I didn't have my camera out. Would there be any way for me to convince him that I saw one, oh, oh knowing like he knows that oh I'm an boy. honest guy, he knows that I have integrity." And he told me no. He said, "He said I would not believe you." <laughs> you know you're right. You know what you're right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna respond like this. Okay. I know I believe you. I I, I know you have integrity. It's um, I guess let me put it like this. Have you ever seen the movie A Beautiful Mind? Oh. <laughs> Do you? 
You know what I mean? <laughs> a beautiful mind is what Carl has, guys. I think okay. sometimes. And you kind of don't want to like challenge him because he gets angry, okay. but you just want to like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, buddy. Yeah, you saw Bigfoot, buddy. Good job. It's kind of like Santa Claus with okay. the kids, you know what I mean? So, it's so what like you're that. saying is, is you yeah. believe that I believe that I saw one, but you don't think I actually saw one. Whatever you saw, as is, is I'm sure, was real. Let's let's jump to the final question before, yeah, before we lose our marbles, we'll go. This is a uh, this is a Olympic National Park question. Okay, so in the park we saw some slugs. Did you see the slugs everywhere? The banana slugs, all over. There was like I took pictures of them. I think I showed you one. I didn't see any banana slugs. There was actually one on the trail, in the middle of the trail. So unless you were just not paying attention, then that's sad for you. <laughs> and why are the banana slugs important to that? ecosystem so i think what they're doing is because they leave behind this trail of slime they're actually creating zones in the forest where animals and bugs can only kind of stay in their zone and they have these barriers Mm. that are the slime trails left by the banana slugs and so other creatures know where they can and can't go thanks to the slime of the slugs so so basically what the slugs do i'm going to educate you hopefully okay they they consume all the organic debris and vegetation out there, they eat it, and then they disperse They disperse seeds throughout the forest right. to create new plants and vegetation and whatnot. So there you go. So can yeah, you eat them, though? Can you eat them, Carl? Yes. That's maybe an easier question. Yes. No, you cannot, Carl. Okay. Over for 2 there. They got a lot of toxins <laughs> inside. Okay. They have a lot of poison, Carl. Gotcha. That's, that's how that works. I know that's kind of humiliating for you, but you did a good job, dude. I'm proud of you. Derek, thank you for informing us all about slugs and... The value they have in the forest, and we will always remember that. You know, I just wanted to bring it back to content-related material that I thought you'd be proud of. So hopefully, <laughs> I suffice there. And um, you did. I'm glad you would take a picture of Bigfoot. I would have chosen the unicorn, but that's me. Would you say that you're back to your old ways regarding trivia in terms of like trying to come up with trivia that's unrelated to the rest of the episode, or, or is this just a? Mm, I want to say yes, but that last question brought it home. You know, yeah. And the first question was about. Gear on the trip. We were talking about gear all trip. So I don't know. Um, And we were talking about how to lighten the pack. So I thought I'd throw a question in there about what ridiculous items people do bring, but maybe bring attention to what they don't need to bring, which is all four. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're on my side about the analogy then, huh? Yeah. uh, I mean, I go back and forth with the analogy. I don't hate it, (laughs) but I definitely don't have a desire to bring it, if that makes sense. Like, I would bring it if that's all I had. Okay. Yeah. No, I I don't hate it. I just despise it. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> fair enough my friend fair enough um season three starting next month and uh anything right. you want to tell just about it? a month away what do you anything you want to say before we wrap this puppy up about season three yeah we've got a whole slew of awesome episodes some things suggested by listeners and a lot of hot topics and of course some creative topics and we'll splice it in with some you know just kind of off the rails topics that we hit every once in a while and i, mean, I don't yeah. want to say too much because i don't want to reveal but one of my yeah, one good, of my favorite good. episodes that we might do for for a first one that I'm really excited about is uh, strange but true facts about gear. Mm. That mm. we might learn some things. Nice. So nice. Could be coming up. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I like it. Let's wrap it up there, gang. We will see you in a month for season three. Thanks for tuning in. Always a pleasure with the B and B cast and crew, which is me and Carl, and all of you lovely fans out there. And remember, guys, it is not backpacking unless Carl breaks something or gets lost or gets angry with plastic along the way. See ya. I want to fly.
So guys, uh, Carl didn't want to say this, but yeah, he bashed the aqua clip. Dan, Dan Becker, this is for you too. He's bashing the aqua clip, of course, but you know what he did? I don't know if you guys have listened to past episodes about me putting salmon fish in his backpack and it just was smelling horrible, but you know what? It was all lies. Not what I did, that was true, but the lies were the fact that he hated it. So what he did was he took, he found a salmon scented air freshener and he attached it to his aqua clip and he's going to put it on his backpack next year. It's, I don't know, you can't, he can't stop talking about it, but he doesn't want to let anybody else know. So the salmon swims, buddy, the salmon swims, guys. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.